0: Morning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. You're tuned in to The Changwaner, the podcast coming to you from Changwon City, South Korea, with your host, Scott. Adam and
1: Phil. It's the Changwater Podcast, the podcast that brings you some of the lives of people living here and working here in South Korea and in Changwon City in particular. Once again, I'm Scott one of the hosts of the show coming to you every week and the other hosts are sitting right across from me we've got phil phil how's it going yo what up scott and sitting beside him is adam what up my man and this week we're gonna talk a little bit about why we like korea so much or what has kept us here basically we've all been here for quite a while especially me And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what has kept us here for so long. And later on, we're going to get into a top five. And we're going to talk about the top five things that were most difficult (coughs) to adjust to when we first came here. Making the transition. All right. So let's get into why we like Korea so much. So Adam, you've been here for how long now?
2: Uh, I first moved here at the end of 2007, so about 10 years, but I've also left for a couple of years in between that time.
1: So we've all been here a while and obviously not the entire time, but I mean, whether we go home to visit or vacations or whatever... So you've been here almost 10 years. What are some of the things that uh, have kept you here this long?
2: Uh, well, there's a number of things I could say. I really like living here. I mean, it's comfortable. That's probably the main thing. Um, I like the food. I like uh, the people. I like. I think it's pretty safe to live here. Uh, there's not much crime. And um, I just, you know, it's it's a good way to save money. It's a good way to make money. It's a pretty easy job if you get into the groove of things. Um, if you get into a good school, especially, and, uh, here in Changwon, we have like a pretty tight knit community and, um, We tight like butt cheeks. Yeah. We tight like butt cheeks and like, you know, we can hang out and, and there's not much animosity between people here. Like everyone kind of helps people out and stuff. Like it's, it's pretty good community. So.
1: And Phil, you've been here about what? Five years? Yeah. Uh, I lived here February, 2012. Okay so 5 years and on and off here straight through straight through yeah. all right so never leaving sorry mom and pop <laughs> what are some of the things that uh, have kept you here for 5 years
0: i actually i mean i never thought i would ever be a teacher i it, my major is sports management and marketing and so i started out uh physical education and I looked at my, and I was like, oh, I'll never teach. So I switched majors because it you know I just wanted to graduate at the point. But Co- coaching, coaching would be similar to yeah. teaching. Though no? I've I've taught uh, flag football and you know intramural sports to kids, but uh, I really found out that I love teaching. You know, it's it's a good way to make a living. You know, if you teach somebody and they enjoy your class, it's such a good feeling. You feel the sense of. You know, pride. You know, I always wanted to maybe get into something like construction or something using my hands, but I think teaching is, is just where it's at. And, um, you know, I love my hometown, uh, West Virginia, uh, my home state, but I've never felt as home at home than I have in Korea. Like everyone just assumes I'm Korean. And it's such a, it's a, such a great feeling to, you know, to finally feel be- belonging somewhere, um, back home. You, people think, oh, you're, Chinese, like I am, I am Korean. What makes you think I'm Chinese? You know, so just this feeling of I have belonging. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's very it's a very unique situation for me. Um, All
1: right. which we went into last couple weeks ago. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm similar. Like for me, for me, home is where my friends are. Yeah, oh. and when I first came to Korea, I met you know met a lot of good people and good friends that I've kept over the years, but. Like you were just mentioning, it, it started, you know, after a couple years of teaching. I never really wanted to be a teacher either, but I'm at the point in my life now and have been doing this so long that I actually kind of care about, you know, teaching kids. And yeah. and it, it is really, re, really, you know, like re, rewarding seeing kids. Uh, Getting better at something, I guess. Mm. Whether it's English or not, that's another story. But it is rewarding seeing kids improving and doing well on something. And like uh, I think we mentioned last week, it's actually, I've met a few students that are adults now that were kids when I first started teaching them. And it's kind of nice that A, they remember you. B, you had some type of effect on their life. And C, their English is, you know, A hell of a lot better, whether it's my doing or what, or introducing them to English, that you can actually, you know, sit down and have a conversation with them type thing.
0: Korea is the only place in the world I've ever been complimented on my English, like, because people think I'm just Korean. And so I've had, you know, uh, some military guys like, oh, man, your English is perfect. You know, where'd you study? And there's no real way for me to answer that without sounding like a dick. So I just say, oh, I studied in America, went to college in America, you know. There's nothing else you can do about that. So some of the factors that
1: have kept all of us here for quite a while is obviously we all find Changwon, as in Jinhae, Ma San, Changwon. It's quite a good place to live. You'd Mm. agree, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's the people, uh, even everything, the way the city is laid out. It's quite easy to find things regardless of whether you know Korean or not. It is... Probably as south as you can get to North Korea, yeah. which is kind of with, a little relaxing, deep south, of, yeah,
0: as far anyway, yeah. I always tell people I'm Southern Korean,
1: <laughs> Korea in general is a safe place, you know yeah. there's not people walking around with guns and stuff and yeah. and the- ma- majority I mean, I've been here for so long, I have had the odd uh negative occurrence. Regarding with some Koreans here and there, but it's literally, I'd say, less than three or four over, let's say, 15 years. In general, Koreans are, you know, quite nice people. You know, nobody bothers you. You don't have to worry about, I mean, anytime there really is trouble, let's say if you're in a bar, people are drunk. Yeah. It's usually between foreigners. And right. Not, not doesn't involve Koreans, usually, apart from Adam. Adam has trouble all the time. He's a troublemaker. At least in the past month, month or yeah, so. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But in general, Koreans are quite nice. And even if something does, you know, you don't usually have to worry about somebody pulling out a gun or any kind of weapon. One thing you do have to keep in mind, Koreans all know some form of taekwondo yeah and at least
0: at least some of them have military training so they know how to shoot a gun if they ever had one
1: the odds are that if a korean decided to fight you you're probably gonna go down yeah well
2: the best thing is just walk away man just walk
1: away yeah that's what you will get deported uh, if you get arrested i was just gonna bring up the best thing is just ignore it walk away because there's the whole blood, blood money thing. But anyway, all of this is irrelevant because it never really happens. Yeah, I've never, I've never been hit. So it's a safe country uh, for people looking for starting a new life type thing. It's a good place to come to and start over. You can literally, you can be whoever you want to be when you first come
0: here. You could even be Scott. Yeah, sure. Not much to live up to. Hey, man, you're a wonderful human being.
1: And another thing that I did enjoy, I don't so much anymore just because I've been here so long and because of my age. But when I first came here, travel was something that I enjoyed doing and living. It's almost like it's the heart of Asia. It's quite easy to like pop over to Japan, go to Thailand. You can visit China. There's so many places that Normally, like coming from Canada, mm-hmm. it would take you 13 hours on a flight just to get to any one of these places. And living kind of in the middle of everything is quite easy. You know, we're talking a three-hour flight to That's get to so
0: many, tour. so
1: many different places. So it's a good chance to see the world. We've all traveled. I don't know about Phil. I haven't actually. traveled extensively. Phil, Phil's been mean. here five years and hasn't left the city. But Adam, I know Adam has been to a few places. Oh, I've been around. He's been around. So that's round, 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 get around.
2: I get around.
1: I get up. A- <laughs> 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 so that's another thing that I think is uh, could be a good experience for people. You know, it's an opportunity to travel and see a see lot of the world.
0: Be somebody, especially Asia, food. Oh, you guys know my affinity for the Korean cuisine, spicy soups.
1: I think for a lot of people, although I've seen this change in the last five years, especially with students. But it's such a healthier, you know, life in terms of food and stuff, living in Korea.
0: A lot of carbs, though. Uh, Rice and noodles.
2: Right. That's true. But I mean, you get a lot of vegetables also.
1: So things like kimchi and stuff apparently are so good for you probiotics helps you right. know, keep regular that's right and when i first came here i mean i remember going on school picnics and stuff and kids would put put pull out their snacks and their lunches and it would just be like you know like kimba, all this health stuff no mm. snacks yeah today it's changed Yeah, they love the snacks now yeah kids are eating choco pies and they're all eating bags of potato chips and and we're starting to see that in terms of uh Size of students and stuff. I don't know if that's a Western
0: influence or not. (laughs) Do you think capitalism keep the kids slow? All the junk food and oh yeah, it's Western influence. Snack parties. I walked into a classroom the other day and uh, adult students with you know all these you know home run ball. The little tiny. It's like a little air puff full of uh, chocolate (laughs) cream. It's like it's literally home run ball, but it's home run ball. I think I've had those. God, that sounds great. I'm going to buy some after this. Yeah, the little, 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 little packages of, uh, just, it's like a an air cookie, kind of. It's so soft and, yeah, it's really good, but it's, it's hella, hella fat. Mm.
1: And of course, there's also the, just the job opportunity. I mean, for a lot of people, they can c- literally come here, you know, for a year, work, teach, and you can save money, yeah. which is
0: maybe something difficult back in your home most career. people all you need is a uh, a bachelor's degree in any uh, any major from an English-speaking university, and that's a, a clean background check, and you're you're in. But it's also nice not having to pay rent. Most people their schools pay their rent, so every month you just you just pay your bills and live so rent free.
1: You, you can save money. It is relatively cheap, I think, in terms of living expenses and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, you can get a lot of stuff here. It's the same, I would say, with almost every country. I mean, Seoul is one of. The, I think it might be the number one most expensive city to visit as a tourist. Really? I think it overtook Tokyo. I'm not sure, though. But oh, it's, I think Tokyo's far more expensive. It's, it's in the top two or three anyway. But uh, it's not the case if, I mean, that takes in the fact that you're, you're traveling with a family You're staying at some luxury hotel. Yeah, that's true. And you're eating at all the best restaurants. But literally, you you can go to Seoul, stay in some cheap place, which is easy to find, but still very decent. And we all know, you know, all the restaurants on side streets and stuff you can find. I mean, you can get. When I first came here, almost every day I would have like a complete Really healthy, big, and nice meal brought to my house for under $5. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On on the actual dishes and everything, just brought, put down. I would eat, put the dishes outside the door, and boom, done. I mean, back home, it was more expensive to go to McDonald's yeah. and get some, you know, whatever. Not a happy meal, but whatever you call a bag of uh, shit for one person. Bag like of grease. French fries, hamburger, and a drink was more expensive than a really good meal. It's a bag of regret. (laughs) That's what
0: McDonald's (laughs) is. I'm loving it.
1: But again, the longer you've been here, obviously, the more friends you make. It has been difficult, obviously, you know, living here so long, you see people come and go. Yeah,
0: always going away party at least, you know, three times, three times, four times a year.
1: But there are a lot of people that also enjoy it here and stay here for quite a long time, if not as long as you. So for me, it's just a matter of home is where my friends are. Back in Canada, you know, after high school, say university, mid-university, people kind of spread out, you know, in terms of what I consider my hometown. I don't know anybody there anymore. Everybody's moved, moved along.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Like, I know exactly what you mean. I went home for my sister's wedding a couple of years ago. And I was at the local pub with my brother just having a couple beers. And I remember looking around and being like, I don't know anyone in here. And I used to know everyone in my hometown. I used to know everyone. They knew me. They knew like my parents. They knew all my folks. And I was looking around and I was like, holy Jesus, like, I don't know anyone here anymore.
1: Like, right. All my friends are spread out throughout Canada. I mean, which is a big place, as most people would know. But uh, apart from a media family, I mean, I rarely, when I do visit Canada, I don't see many people anymore apart from my brother and my parents. And even they are like a seven-hour plane ride mm. apart from each other.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate when I go back home, all my friends are, they live kind of close. A couple, couple guys moved uh, to other states, but. Well, you only had a few though, right? Yeah. All four of them, nah. But um I'm actually like still close with a lot of my friends from high school and university. But we're on a a group chat and I have to put it on mute because it's it's always popping off when I'm asleep. So it's kinda hard to That's like a time change. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do either of you have any good friends
0: from elementary school that you're still in touch with? Oh, I don't think so, man. Uh, most of my friends I made uh when I was in middle school, um, because I moved I, I moved to, uh towns like two or three times. So
2: But I I don't know. I have some friends from high school who I'm still friends with, but there are other ones where I'd go home and they'd be like, you know, they started a family they bought a house yeah. and they kind of look at me like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm kind of like, well, seeing the world, you know, and experience and part of them looks down on me. But I think another part of them that they don't like to admit is they're a little bit like secretly jealous yeah. that I've been to places like Cambodia and Thailand and fucking Vietnam, places that they could never go to now that they've been tied down, you know? Yeah.
1: And I'd say for the first uh, at least 10 years, even now, the thing that I really liked about Korea was the nightlife. I don't necessarily mean going out to bars and everything like that. Uh, I'm not a person that has gotten a lot of sleep on a typical night Mm -hmm. compared to most people. I mean, for up until the last two or three years, I would sleep two or three hours a day. That would be the most that I could sleep. Mm. I'm trying to uh, get better at that. And just because of age, I am getting more sleep. But I've always liked the fact that Korea is a, a 24 hour type place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not talking about going out to the bar, but you can literally go out any time of the, you know, any time at the night. There's always something open. Or, like, you can just there's go to GS Mart. There's
2: corner stores. Oh, there's... Jim Jobongs are 24-7,
1: aren't they?
2: Yeah. Like, if you have nowhere to stay. So are and, PC rooms. And, like, you know, there's love motels and stuff that are cheap. But, I mean, if you have nowhere to stay and you're really low on money, go to a Jim Jobong. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like seven bucks.
1: Seven. You know? Mm. For, for me, it, it was yeah. always uh, PC rooms.
2: Yeah, there, PC bong,
1: yeah. There sure. was a, a time... I think uh, O'Brien's upstairs. They just opened another O'Brien's in Busan.
2: Oh, is that right? Right.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, it's quite a while ago. I, he's not involved with it anymore. But so Austin opened up a new uh, O'Brien's in Busan, and everybody went, you know, to the opening mm-hmm. in Busan. And they had a major snowstorm wow. for Korea. Yeah, and all, much snow here. Yeah, all the buses, everything were canceled, and. uh There was just, you know, nowhere to go. So I just went to a PC room. It was 500 won an hour. Damn. And just, you know, got a computer, got a chair, and all right, the guy turned it on for me. All right, thanks, and went to sleep. Nice big chair. There you go. It's not ideal,
0: but... You had to make two.
1: And it's not because of money and shit like that. It's just I was tired. Couldn't be arsed. This was in a... Can't be arsed. Can't be arsed. This was in Hyundai area and you know all the hotels around there were just like the Marriott and shit like that which is 300 bucks a night yeah and they were all full because everything was canceled in terms of getting out of the city so all right I'm just gonna go to this pc room
2: you ever done a bullet taxi from Busan to Taiwan
1: uh I've done that's the the only way I've gone from Busan
2: to yeah so you get into a taxi it's they call it a bullet taxi I don't even know if they still do this but they did this a while ago when i was there and you get in and you you tell the taxi driver hey how about uh, 50 bucks to changwan uh, okay. and they'll be like all right <laughs> no. they'll drive so goddamn fast and they'll blow through every red light it's actually like when i did it i was so scared that i was like i'm never doing this again like i'm actually fearing for my life right now
0: you know
1: i don't think i've ever Paid that much to go from Busan to Changwan,
0: but we did it a couple weeks ago and it was 40 between yeah, four people. That's not bad. Maybe yeah. it's different. So like 10 each. Actually, really good deal.
1: Anyway, there's a lot of good things about Korea and things that we love, but there were some things that were difficult to adjust to when we first came here. Even maybe now, there are things that are tough to get used to. Yeah. So still, we're going to get into our Changwan, our top five things that were hard to adjust to when we first came to korea
0: it's the changwaner top five (laughs) what's going to make the list this week
1: so this is the changwaner top five for the top five things that were hardest to adjust to when we first came to korea or even now today so let's start off with adam all right. So my Starting top five, let's top
0: five, the one. Let's start with
1: five to one, let's say. All right. So number
2: five, I wrote down making friends. You know, you come to a different country and it's hard to make new friends, but that's why we have these uh, community events where you can come and meet new people. Uh, don't. How many
0: friends have you made? Two? Three? Uh, maybe
2: one. Oh, be a friend.
0: Not including you, you bastard.
1: And, uh, Still working on this room.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so making friends is, is kind of hard at first, but I mean, once you get into the groove... Uh, and you can dance. You don't necessarily have to go out and get drunk. I mean, you can meet people. A lot of people out here, we like to go to the park. and That's probably why it's been so hard for you. Yeah. Going out getting drunk. Yeah, yeah it's been a challenge for me. And uh, all right, number four, I put down the Bali Bali mentality. In Korea, they have this bali-bali mentality, which means like, faster, faster, go, go, go. And it's, it's a little bit nerve-wracking, especially if you come from a slow pace, slow, slow-paced country. Uh, everyone is, they just want you to do it and get it over with kind of thing. So keep that in mind if you move here. Number three is, if you're learning the Korean language, you have to be very careful, because if you use informal language to someone who's older than you or someone who is has more seniority than you they will get deeply offended by that so so keep that in mind i mean usually when the textbooks that you buy they treat you or they teach you how to speak in a very very formal way so you probably shouldn't have any problems with it but i mean don't say i young to an older person you have to say i or i or something like that Number two is food. Uh, Obviously, the food here is going to be much different from your homeland. Uh, But please embrace it because, in my opinion, it's the best food in the world. Bring an open mind. There you go. And number one is just being seen as a wagukin, being seen as a foreigner. I literally have kids in my school come up to me and they say, "Wagukinida," you know, like, uh, there's a foreigner and uh you just got to accept that a lot of people in this culture they're going to see you as an outsider because you're not you 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 know you weren't born in Korea. Yeah.
0: Gook is not a racial epithet. It's a But you I mean, could just means person, right? A lot of people yeah,
2: but a lot of people see this as uh no, Gook is country, I think. Is it? Yeah. But a lot of people say That's a lot true, of people see this as, you know, Koreans being racist. And I mean, you could say that maybe it is a little bit racist, but I mean it's just the way they are, and I don't think I don't think the majority of them see it as a racist thing. They just think you're an outsider, like you're not you weren't born here, so you're different. And, you know, that can't be a bad thing all the time.
1: All right, so that's Adam's top five things that were hard to adjust to when he
0: first came here. And Phil, how about you? Starting with five. Number five, sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go and only thing is there is the squat toilet where you're, it's, it's not a toilet seat, but, like, just a hole in the floor. Oh, yeah. And it could be dangerous. Uh, it could be messy if you don't make sure your pants are clear. So those squat toilets can be a little embarrassing sometimes. Another thing, uh, Scott kind of mentioned this earlier, is bar hours. Sometimes the bars do not close. There's been times when I've walked outside, and it is daylight, and you just wonder how much sleep you're going to get. So is that your number four? Yeah, number four bar. is bar hours. Uh, some bars they stay open until until you leave, and you know the the bar patrons occasionally will kick you out, but for the most part, you can party till the sun comes up. Uh, number three is the Huishik shik or uh, dinners with your students, staff dinners, dinners yeah, yeah, staff dinners with your coworkers. It can get a, a little little crazy some nights. Um, I had my boss, he was drinking soju, and he drank so much he he threw up. So it's kind of funny, you know, coming to work and everyone's hungover, but it's also a little dangerous. It's a good way to build team teamwork, cooperation. Uh, number two is the shower system. A lot of people have these shower systems where it's connected to your uh, sink in your bathroom. So sometimes as a, as a prank, some people will turn on the shower setting. So when you go to wash your hands, they'll point it at you and you get sprayed by the, the shower. Oh, yeah, hose. That's happened to me. Yeah. Or you just forget to do it. Yeah. So your, your bathroom's constantly wet, uh, constantly flooded. Mm-hmm. so that's, that could be difficult. And the number one thing is most apartments do not have uh, a drying machine for your clothes so you'd have to like hang rack everything, so it could be a little difficult planning out your wardrobe for the week unless you plan ahead, so drying clothes would be number one.
2: Yeah, especially this time of year, man, when yeah. it starts raining a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: there's not a lot of you know heat unless you turn on your floor heater, so it's nice to have a fan next to your, your, your clothing rack to keep it a little dry, because no one likes to have musty-smelling clothes. And yeah. that's my top five. Scott? All right, so my top five for number five.
1: For me, just because where I moved from, a big thing to adjust to was just the big city life. And I know Changwon is not one of the bigger cities in Korea. It's probably, it might be in the top five now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But compared to Canada, it was such a big city. And just the number of people... Like, you know, everything was crowded, you know, getting on elevators, getting on trains, subways, everything like that, even just in convenience stores. Just the number of people was hard to get adjusted to for myself and smells. You know, you could be walking down a street and there might be a sewer somewhere near and there's a lot of weird smells anyway in Korea. Yeah. Probably due to crowded, just being in a big city. Overpopulation, yeah. So for me, number five was just big city life. Number four was food because of for myself with allergies and stuff like that, just uh, not knowing the Korean language and what I was eating. Like I'm not obviously not into seafood or certain things can be dangerous for me. And when you're living in an Asian country, which is a coastal country, and seafood is a, the staple. a big part of the food system, it can be difficult. I'm also not a fan of spicy food in terms of liquid spice. Yeah. Like soups and stuff. So love that. The
2: food here is especially spicy out of all right. of South Korea, I think.
1: I've gotten used to it, to be honest, but yeah. just still not a fan of the... Uh, watery, spicy kind of stuff. So anyway, for me, food and also, you know, just coming from a country where, you know, I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes type guy, my family is obviously being Irish and from Newfoundland. So, which is weird again. Newfoundland is uh seafood pretty high intense, but just being a meat meat and potatoes type person and coming here and having to learn a whole new food system in terms of things to eat and stuff like that was a bit difficult, so that was my number four. Number three was uh, I wasn't used to looking up. I, I know this is weird. I mentioned this in one of the first part, podcasts that we did for for the Changwana. It was weird for me walking around with all the neon and everything everywhere when you're in a particular, not downtown, but you know a main area. I'm not used to looking up at second floors. So there's so many places I didn't know existed or were there when I first came here. Like, say, pool halls, PC rooms, stuff like that, just because I'm not used to looking up at buildings and looking at the second, third floor type thing. So just the neon, the sounds. I'm not used to hearing traffic and... Uh we mentioned it on previous podcasts, like the people in the morning selling eggs or something
0: on,
1: yeah, yeah, just Banana. obviously again, that might refer back to the big cities, but so sounds looking up in the neon number two was the weather uh
0: humidity
1: humidity oh. it's the biggest. It's like humid. Where, where I grew up most of my time in Canada and Niagara Falls, it actually gets hotter in the summer there than it does here. But just the humidity and just being sticky all the time. Oh, yeah, man. It was really hard to get used to. Uh, I do not like I found humidity. the winters were really easy here mm-hmm. in terms of it being cold and stuff. But just the summers, the humidity, the rain season, I never experienced a rain season in my life <coughs> I don't find them that bad anymore in terms of uh, it's not like it's raining every second of every day for a month. But just, you know. It's a, there
2: is usually a week or two, though, where it's like nonstop. Right. You know.
1: So it's usually, it's supposed to be about a month, you know, the monsoon, monsoon season. Monsoon season. Yeah. Monsoon season. So I'm not used to the weather here or when I first came here. I'm used to it now. But when I first came here, it was a little difficult. So that was my number two. And number one was uh, just the amount of changes. Everything changes here so fast. Like, uh, you know, I would find something that I liked, especially restaurants, and go to. Mm-hmm. And then go home and, you know, over the course of a weekend, come Monday, I would go back out, and it would be an entire new business. Yeah, Like things just, I mean adam was kind of referring to the bali bali system but uh things here change so fast and uh including people people come and go time goes fast and time is the biggest thing for me like uh when i first came here i still have it but time just flies sometimes like a, a week will just go by and you know snap of your fingers and it's like holy shit I've been here for three weeks. Yeah. Not so much anymore, but still does. So anyway, yeah, so time and things changing is my number one. Mm. So we have Adam, Adam's top five. Number five was making new friends. Four was the Bolly Bolly system Mm -hmm. or things, you know, everything being in a rush. Number three was kind of just the Korean language in general. Yeah. You got to be careful what you say to older people. Number two was food. hmm And number one was just being seen as a foreigner. Yeah. Kind of pointed out because you're not Korean.
2: Yeah. And, you know, being treated as an outsider. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit disenchanting. Right. Is that the word? Disenchanting? Sure. It is now. It is now. I just made up a word, and and it's it just though. kind of like, uh, yeah, like you you feel like an outsider, and sometimes it it can get lonely,
1: you know. And Phil for Phil number five was squatters. Yep. You know, just the toilet system. Number four was bar hours. Bar hours. Yeah.
0: So all night parties.
1: Just being able to go somewhere and stay out because nobody's telling you to go home. Correct. Correct. Number three was uh, staff dinners and stuff like that. The hua Right, so having to go out and do something that you don't really want to do, basically. Mandatory
0: optional dinners.
1: Number two was the shower system and how it's connected to your sink. So occasionally you might turn on your sink or somebody sets it up so that you get a little wet, not wanting to get wet. Yeah. Number one was dryers just the whole at my school we call it the uh the wet dog syndrome especially during the rain season Mm -hmm. foreigners kind of to koreans anyway have their own smell but
0: the whole dampness you have to plan ahead it's a struggle you have to plan ahead and i never fold my laundry i just leave them on the racks forever until the the rack is empty I'm like well i guess i gotta do laundry again
1: so yeah just uh drying clothes All right, so now we're going to come up with a final top five. The ultimate five. The ultimate five things that were hard to adjust to when we first came here. It's kind of hard because obviously all the things that
0: you guys mentioned
1: were the case when I first came here, Mm -hmm. plus more. I mean, things are a lot different.
0: Was there anything you didn't mention? that? Uh, Quite a few.
1: I mean, when I first came here, I was kind of like a rock star. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I would would go to bars. I would come, you know, go in bars and people would want to sit with me. Buy you shots. Buy me shots, which I didn't mind that much back then. But now I'd walk out of places and Koreans would always stop me and ask for a photo or for me to sign something. I remember going to some nightclubs and, you know, the whole (laughs) booking thing. Mm hmm. You know, you you can go to a nightclub and book a girl. Yeah. But when I went to them, um, I was constantly getting booked. Girls would just come to our table, so the waiter or whatever you want to call them, maitre d, was always coming to my table and like, "All right, you got to come over here. All right, you got to come over here." And I'm not complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would? But it it did get annoying. Not cheap. But uh, all the things that you mentioned, like uh, let's say starting off, there's a lot of things that for me I could cancel out with both of your top fives. Like the the dryer thing, it is changing. And I know a lot of new teachers, even the new teacher at my current school, they have the the washer-dryer combo. Yeah, dual one.
0: Some of those things don't really work, though. Like I've had people tell me that they've, they put it in there, but it doesn't actually dry it. Can they figure it out, though?
1: I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to use, but they do they do work on some level. And yeah. it probably works better than hanging them on a...
0: You know, I, I might actually have, have one of those machines, and I just never knew it. But I'll, I'll look into it. So anyway, a dryer is possible. But
1: I did... Yeah, I found that very annoying when I first got here. Shower system. Hmm, it's a nuisance. <laughs> Not every house has it. I mean, yeah. I don't have it in my current house. Yeah, It's more common in apartments and studio.
0: But it, it was it was uh, one of those things that you had to get used to at the time. It's easier to clean your, your bathroom, though, with it.
1: Do we have anything that was
0: common? Food, I think. Food? All of us said food on some level. I didn't say food. Cause no, grew- you and I did. I, I grew up on it, so yeah. a lot of the food wasn't a
1: big issue at all so we have making friends squatters see squatters i would eliminate because they're not
0: too existent anymore are there squatters in this building i have no idea there, there are. are there Is are it? really yeah every level so really mm-hmm. you can go in there right now and you know that
2: squatters are actually better for you yeah but it's like it's l- healthier for you to when's the last time way? you used a squatter I I had to like years ago at my old school and I al- I also like took my pants off because I was afraid I was going to shit all over my ankles. Yeah. It's
0: it's dangerous, especially if you've had a couple couple drinks. Yeah. All right, so let's come up with a number 5. I really like humidity. Humidity's good, yeah. Yeah. Humidity? Yeah. Number 5? Not not time. number 5, but I'm just saying <laughs> the ones that we that would make the list. In. Yeah. I would I would put that in the list. The weather?
1: All right, so we'll start with that. What would make the list? Weather, food?
0: Food could be a yeah. two out of three. Could be a uh, four, yeah. No, nah, it was easy for me. Not much of a transition. My mother's Korean, so had a lot of kimchi. How about the Bali, Bali? I, I kind of had that. What? Just the whole. I
1: tie that in with a big city, so every, yeah, all right. Everybody, Just being, big city. Everybody being in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. The rush. The rush. I don't know exactly what it was like, you know, where each of you're from. But was it hard adjusting to a big city? Like, was it was it more populated here than it was for you? Well, no. Back I
2: went. Well, I lived in Toronto for four years, so it wasn't. I mean, Toronto's obviously a lot bigger than China, but I've
1: lived in Toronto too,
2: but I never
1: found it
0: like it is here. I That's true. Another one, good one, is the formal language. To language, yeah. let's say. Yeah, language. I
2: mean, if you're going to learn Korean, you, you got to learn it properly, right? Like yeah. You don't want to offend people. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> I've
1: never seen you care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you.
0: That's your elder. There you go. Respect your elder, son. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every time you take a sip of that
0: beer, you should be turning your head <laughs> towards me. Yeah. That, would, that would also tie in with the way because, you know, you have to hold... Hold your hand in a certain way when you're pouring or receiving a drink. So I think formality is something you can. For so manners, yeah, yeah, manners, Korean Yeah, manners maketh the man. That's right, bowing and all that stuff too. It's uh, you guys ever had like an awkward bow? Like sometimes, like if I'm driving a car and I have to go through like a security, and so I'm driving and I'm bowing, or if I'm going down the steps and someone's coming up, it's really hard to bow to someone while you're going down steps without. Yeah, that's killing true. yourself. That's true. Yeah, formalities can be a little tricky. Uh, I waved at an older gentleman once, and he got mad at me because I didn't bow to him. Mm. So,
1: all right. So we have weather, food, everybody being in a rush, the language, Korean manners. Anything else before mm. we figure out the order? So no so,
0: clothes dryers or bar hours. I thought those were pretty decent. I thought
2: being a foreigner
0: was a big one. Again, I don't have that problem. It's different for you, I'd say. Yeah. Than, you're what a Gilpo? Uh, I think Gilpo is a Korean that was born like in America, but I'm I'm mixed, so I'm not I'm not technically a Gilpo. Okay, let's look at it in terms of 2017.
1: Somebody that was coming now that might find things difficult. I mean, 16 years ago, things were different in the country and for me than they were for. Mm-hmm. Adam and they were for you in terms of what time period we got here. So you don't think population, like being crowded, it's not really an issue? I mean a
2: lot of
0: you people know. come from big cities too. I think Seoul, if you go to Seoul, yeah, but not here. The Changwon area is it's, dryers, it's big, but not dryers I think you can get it. It's expensive though. I mean most well, places but wouldn't
1: most apartments and like office tells and stuff have mm-hmm. them in the house now to mean, my school my current school didn't buy a, a washing and drying machine for our new teacher it was just in the apartment that drying clothes i mean it can be a nuisance but it's not gonna make me decide to jump out a window or something <laughs> i mean that could be the case for a lot of the things though yeah say so these five things yeah i'd say those five are good i'm gonna figure it out so, there was only four uh well we got a mix so we got weather, food, everybody being in a rush, the language, and the manners, just the, basically the culture, right? Formalities, yeah. yeah, you know, being polite. Yeah, we can tie that in with being a foreigner,
2: and that works both ways. You know, like um, if somebody if somebody is Korean, if they piss you off, sometimes they smile when they apologize. And that really got me angry the first time because I didn't realize that Koreans, when they smile when they apologize, they're trying to alleviate the situation. They're trying to they make. do not it, like
0: confrontation at all. Yeah,
2: they they're trying to make it like, hey, you know, sorry, I fucked up, kind of thing. But like, I saw it as being like, this is not funny. Why are you smiling at me? But then over the years, like I realized, like, oh, they're just they're trying to make it not, like you said, like non-confrontational kind of thing.
1: All right. So number five. Let's figure out number five. What is the fifth most difficult thing to adjust to food yeah. food yeah food I Food's know great it's great here it's i'm not saying it's bad but for some people it might be it's different for you cuz you had some korean food while you were while you are growing up type thing
0: korean fusion southern so Korean so
1: number fusion. 5 food number 4 um, the bali bali thing the rush yeah that's higher up for me though Okay. But comparing to the language there's never been an issue for me. If anything, I mean when I first came here there was no English anywhere. Yeah. And my first year here I learned and used more Korean than I do now. Yeah. And I think these days you don't have to learn or know any Korean to easily get by yeah, that's true. in Korea.
0: Yeah, but that's that's not just the language though, that's just bowing and you there's a lot oh, no, more into it.
1: We got that separate. That's... Formalities. C- the Korean culture and manners, manners is yeah. something separate. Just All right, yeah, communication. Let's, let's make four language then. Language, communication. Okay. Number three...
0: Rush. Bali, Bali.
1: Everybody's in a rush. Yeah. That would make number two the Korean culture. Yeah, the manners. formalities.
0: Right. And then number one is the weather. Yeah. That's pretty solid.
1: So the humid... Summers, in particular. I mean, there are obviously going to be some people here that come here and find the summers quite easy, but at the same time, those people are going to find the winters quite difficult here. That's true, yeah. Whether they're from South Africa or...
2: Oh, yeah, like the winters and the summer the polar opposites, man.
1: For me, winters are quite easy here, but summers are... I just don't like being sticky. All right, so our top five final of things that were difficult to adjust when we first came here or for people that are coming here who might find something hard to get used to is number 5 is food number 4 is the language or just communication number 3 is the bali bali system or the bali bali sickness I think is called here so just people are always in a rush there's a lot of road rage and not road rage but
0: Aggressive driving.
1: Aggressive driving. You I definitely have to be offensive. aggressive in terms of uh, getting things done here. Number two is the just kind of the Korean culture in terms of manners and the you know respecting people who are older than you, which you two have to work on. And number one is the weather. So summers are really humid here, and it's very sticky the type of uh, almost every summer, it's the type of summers where you, you jump in the shower because you're all sticky, and by the time you turn the water off, you're already sticky again. And people that are used to the heat and the humidity would probably find that the winters are difficult here. So regardless of where you come from here, you're either going to have a difficult winter or a dif- difficult summer. So that's the Changwana Top 5 for this episode and just to to wrap things up just to keep in mind uh for i mean experiences and things like our top five this week are going to be different for everybody obviously depends on where you come from i mean like for myself coming from a small area in canada it was difficult adjusting to the number of people and the crowds and the big city here but if you're moving from a big city, obviously, it's not going to be a big deal for you. So everybody's kind of top fives and things they would adjust to might be slightly different.
0: Yeah, if you have any uh, input on this, feel feel free to contact us and we can maybe give you a shout out. Yeah, leave Leave your comments
1: on what you think, for people that are here anyway, leave your comments on what you think are some of the most difficult things you had to adjust to. I'm guessing because obviously the podcast is mostly males on the show, like the three of us. It could be different for a female teacher here. A female. I know. Uh, I've I've heard from some females here that uh, certain things can be hard to adjust to. In terms, it goes back to relating to the culture and stuff. But so uh, let us know what some of the most difficult things it was for you to adjust to when you first moved here in comments. And for people that want to get in touch with me, you can get a hold of me via any social media at the Changwater, or you can email me directly at scott at com. Phil, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Phil at changwater.com.
1: And Adam?
0: Adam at
2: changwater.com.
1: All right, and you can get obviously in touch with either one of them on Facebook. The links are always in the show notes for each episode. Just a reminder, we're going to be doing an episode coming up where we are going to answer questions or comments from listeners out there. So if you you have any questions or comments regarding Korea or any of us, just send them to com or any social media whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever, just send us your questions, and we'll be getting a hold of them. And also, we're going to be releasing apps for the show probably by the end of this month. Uh, I'll be posting uh, something regarding our apps and when they'll be available, so just keep an eye out for that. So that's this week's episode of the Changwater Podcast.
2: That will be it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Changwater Podcast and would like to remind you to please share, like, rate, comment, or leave any kind of feedback you like on iTunes or website, Facebook, or whatever media you are listening to us on. Did you say rape? No, I didn't say rape. If you, you would just like said to it. be if fuck you if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or have anything to promote on the show regarding the Changwan area please email us at podcast at changwater.com or get in contact with us via any social media. Tune in for next week's episode, and until then, remember, please share and become a Changwater today. 10-4, good buddy.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Changwater Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.